ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Raking Your Race. I am your host, Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? So this week we have a great episode for you, bringing you what a doozy this weekend. Uh, so we're going to talk, uh, break down the race from Martinsville, the playoffs, the little excitement that happened in the pits, maybe something that was said during the truck race as well, and some other interesting news that kind of came out today. Busy, busy week, man. Yeah, here recently it's like every Wednesday is a busy day. I feel like as you get towards the end of the year, each year, man, like just... It's getting turned up, man. The compounding of of variances just keeps increasing. Yeah, yeah. So, fantastic fans, thank you as always for listening, talking to us, saying what's up, like uh, John Elliott, who's going to get some free koozies now for messaging us, because he must be the only one that listened to the end of our last episode <laughs> yeah. next year. That, pe- that many people don't listen to us consecutively <laughs> enough, so. yeah. Uh, we are like, but we're six, getting there. Yeah, we're like six thousand listens now, man. We're like number four in Ireland or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think we're like number two and a half in Scotland or something. <laughs> Ninety three quarters Scotland. in London. <laughs> uh, and thanks, to people like Daniel Cameron, who I uh, <clears throat> I think I had a good week this week, so may have passed up. Hold on, don't open yet. Wait, wait. You wait already opened yours okay, I, before. I, I'm preface this. Okay, so this week I'm not drinking a beer. I am uh, taking a monster rehab from Lugs. Uh, Thing is... (laughs) (laughs) What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. thirsty, man. You got ready to interrupt my conversation I'm having with the fans with your (laughs) noise. (laughs) It was sounding better if it was... Anyway, uh, so Lugs handed it to me. Um, One of these days, I'll actually get to know what sleep feels like. These last couple days, I just lay there. Really? Yeah. Really sucks. I don't know why. Taking Ambien. No, 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 no. I don't like to do any kind of sleep medication because it makes me feel so damn groggy. So I'll wait, like melatonin, for example. Mm-hmm. I'll take melatonin. At one time, I worked third shifts. With, actually, I worked with you on third shifts, so mm-hmm. you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. So I take melatonin, and I can never wake up. Like it just when I did wake up, I felt like I needed to sleep like another eight hours to get that feeling to go away. Melatonin is horrible with me. The only thing I found that kind of works is Equal. Hmm. I think there's also something called ZMAs you can take. You ever heard of those? No, I've heard of the CMAs. <laughs> no, no, ZMAs. <laughs> no, uh, I think you can get those at like, you know, GNC like supplement stores, vitamin shops, stuff like sure. that. But I don't think they're on the level of like melatonin. Maybe they are, but they're supposed to help you sleep. So might check that out. I could just drink a lot of beer. That would help uh, me sleep too. I mean, I guess if you're passed out. I guess that's technically sleeping. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course it is. Now, is there a difference between a beer pass out and a whiskey pass out? And, like, which one's better quality sleep? (laughs) I think they're both probably pretty terrible. (laughs) I won't be tossing and turning a lot. That's always a possible. Alcohol affects your deep rim cycles. Kids do not drink. It is bad. Right? Don't look at me like yeah. I, you're, you're you're participating in sober October. You give me a That's look like I was I'm an old. Idiot. Like you should still party when you're young. Still can recover. Like, so kid, I totally condone that. So if you're 12, go ahead and get wasted. No, you have oh, illegal oh, age. Okay. Oh, you didn't. Not like I said, you, kid, I said not kids, like you not at Talladega with your dad. 
Well, that, that's a whole different story that we're not getting into <laughs> on this episode. Or we've any... talked. We've talked about it before. So, are you sure? Yeah, you've brought it up. I don't know if I've gone into the full extent. You brought it up. You brought it up. Okay, I made... drinking Budweisers. G- yes, I don't. Okay, there's a lot more to it than that. So I've gone. <laughs> I, I've hit the important parts. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Let, let's get into Martinsville. Yeah, let's do let, it, let's man. talk about some. Let's let's, let's like talk about some racing. Th- well, throwing some fist and whatnot. So let, let's just talk about the racing in general. It was Martinsville. Martinsville can be kind of dull at times, but really exciting because of the other stuff that comes along with it. Bumping, the, banging, short track. The racing product. What was your thoughts? Uh, man, I've been thinking about this since Sunday. How I was going to answer this question because I knew it was coming and. Unfortunately, like I found myself not fully invested in the race. How about you? Like, like I thought it was an okay race. I wasn't impressed by it. I didn't think it was a bad race, but I was not. So, my attention was not there 100 percent of the time. Okay, I, I, it's interesting you say that because, it, folks, we did not talk about this. We rarely do. Yeah, I and mean, we don't like really talk about what questions we're going to ask each mm-hmm. other or anything like that, but. So my thoughts on the race was I was watching it and then I got up and I went and turned it on the radio because I'm like, I don't need to see it. (laughs) And then I went out and shot a gun for a while and I took care of a customer's gun and like did some stuff to it and then went back and finished watching it. So what I'm getting to is I was pretty much the same way where I was like, I was in it. Then I was like, you know what? It's just not doing it for me right now. So I'll listen, but I'm not completely vested in it. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So very similar circumstances. Yeah. I mean, obviously it had their moments, you know, so let's talk about the moments. So one of the moments that stick out that I was kind of like, woohoo for was the Kyle Bush incident. <laughs> Him and Almarola. Yeah. 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 And then after the race, Almarola makes a comment. He's going to make life hell, hell for yeah. him to yeah. the playoffs. So, well, before we venture down that road and talk about the altercations, let's go ahead and at least give a hat tip to Truex, right? By far the dominant, dominant. car. Yeah, ex- um, extremely. And while you probably, or you may or may not have liked to see a car dominate over 450 laps at out of 500 at Martinsville, you got to give Truex some credit there. I mean, he had the best car. He came home with the win. So, you know, I'll do there. He earned, I mean, I did choose him win. to win the race. That's true. Yeah, and you got points, so I'm sure you're happy. Um, but aside from that, yeah, didn't really see anybody challenging for, you know, the win. The so, only thing that happened there was no it, one. He got out of the lead was you know cycles of pit stops or he yeah. got beat off pit road and then yeah, exactly. But then he made his way back forward. Exactly. So there, you know, there's some bright spots like William Byron was actually up there in the top five. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, he was really Second showing... Place. Yeah, so he was showing some good power, and compared to the other Hendrick cars, Bowman was nowhere to be found the rest of the day. Johnson was kind of caught up in the incident, but then again, he wasn't having a fantastic day, and then we all know about Chase's issues, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, true. But Chase, man... Dude, Let's talk about Chase. He That's, was going to have, I think, he a had pretty a, damn good... I, th- I thought... Anyone finish. could give Truex a run for their money. It was Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And so let's let's back up a little bit. Chase first, what first practice? Blue an engine. Blue an engine, and then he comes in a race. He moves up through the field. He has to start dead last. Moves up through the field, 
it was at well, the end of stage one, and he comes into the pits at the end of stage one, and then an axle axle broke. breaks. Let's let's talk about their mechanical failures this season. I I didn't really stop and think about this or notice this until I saw until I saw um, drop the Jack podcast they posted this, but uh, man. Chase has had a crap ton. And HMS overall has had a ton of mechanical issues this year. Uh, so Chase alone had the blown engine at, at Dover. He had a blown engine at Sonoma. Um, broken axle. Apparently, did he have a blown engine in the spring race at Martinsville? I don't or, remember, man. I, my memory, you know, my maybe he's is. just referring to the practice incident. Uh, New Hampshire, he lost a water pump belt, had issues there, and both Bristol's, he lost power steering. So it's like, man. But you know what? William Byron's not had an issue at all mechanically all season long. Well, that's all because of Jack and Alice being a badass. That makes you wonder. I mean, it, it kind of, yeah, it kind of does. But anyway, it's just crazy to think about. The, the misfortune that Chase has really had. And now here he is, you know, got another hole to dig out of with two races to go, and he's pretty much going to have to win. I don't know if you're going to be able to build back 44 points in two races. I mean, it could be done, I'm sure, mathematically, but the odds are not going to be on his side, I don't think. No, he's in a, he's in a must-win. He's in a must-win. You know, but there's a couple there's a couple other people that come out there, and I don't want to say similar circumstances, but... Harvick and Bush are not in the best circumstances. They are still in in at the moment, but what's Bush? Do you happen to have the points in front of you? Like, what's Bush above the cut line? Like, 17 points or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Yeah, it's very close to that, if not that specific. So, we finally see Bush being vulnerable, I think, going forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Harvick is only... Uh, or is minus 14. I mean, that's doable with a couple good stage finishes and good, you know, top fives. I think he could capitalize, but obviously you need a little bit of misfortune on one of the three that aren't locked in. Sure. Um, But yeah, Chase being 44 out, Larson's 24 points out, and then Blaney's 15 points out. So basically Blaney and Harvick are neck and neck. Yeah. The thing there's, is, there's so much to overcome, man. I, this is. So, did you expect? Okay, I, I didn't. I wasn't shocked that Larson's in in the towards the bottom and Blaney's kind of there, but I am kind of shocked on Harvick not being Harvick the last six races or whatever it's been, and Bush having the lack of winning he's had. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of expected out of Martinsville. When I think of Martinsville, I don't think Kevin Harvick. Um, so for him to come out of there with a top 10, I think that was just them kind of like stopping the bleeding. Okay, Na- so now. let's let's talk about that real quick. Stopping the bleeding, coming out the top 10, Kyle Busch, I think, finished 8th? Yeah. No, Kyle Kyle finished like 14th. Was I thought he came back and got a top 10 with mm-hmm. that car. No, that was Logano. Oh, Logano. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. Logano finished, came back and finished 8th. Yeah. Um, and also, I do want to give a little bit of props to Kyle Larson because they knew this track was not not there, yeah, not for them. Texas, and though, he capitalized. He got stage points. He came out with a ninth place finish. Like he could have left Martinsville in a much worse position sure. than twenty four points. Sure. By no means is that like really good by any means, but I feel like they got out of Martinsville. It's okay. a solid. It's yeah. a solid. Yeah, sure. 
Going into Texas, I think uh, Larson has a chance to be good at Texas. I agree. Yeah, their mile and a half is yeah. program's going to be solid. Has been solid. So I think if he can just keep his head on straight, he he'll have a shot there. So talk about mile and a half. Well, I don't know how much we want to get into this already, but so the next race is Texas, mile and a half. I think the Hendrick game on mile and a half said they have picked up this season as well. So I, I don't think Truex or Hanlon's going to run away with that. I think there's going to be a lot of competition mm-hmm. this, this weekend. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've had all season at this point to perfect, right? And sure. Get, get a little bit of, I don't know, experience under yeah. your belt, if you will, on, on fine-tuning the cars with this package. So I agree. I think Sunday will be a pretty competitive race. I hope it's a competitive race. I'm sure um, it will be. So to continue on the points, so Logano's plus 14. Uh, Which was surprising because of the problems he had. Yeah. And for the ones that don't know, because we haven't really talked about it yet, so we'll backtrack a little bit here. So Logano, I don't remember what it was in the was it, it was in the third stage, wasn't it? Yeah. So Where he spun. Yeah. So essentially, what happened is that I think it's fair to say that Denny pushed him up into the wall. Yeah. There's no contesting that, yeah. And I don't think that I know people are like, oh, short track racing. That looked like more than just short track racing to me. Oh, so you're saying you thought it was intentional? I do. I I I absolutely do. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, was it intentional to get Joey to ride the wall, basically, because he did that just briefly? But no. So essentially, what happened is when they got together, not only did it put Legon on the wall, it also gave him a flat tire. Hmm. Did it though? I never saw a flat tire. <laughs> well, ideally, ideally, it gave him a flat tire, and there are speculations Let's out say, there. When he was off pace, they had a good camera view. I didn't see any tires deflated. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. So, anyway, there, there are speculations out there that he spun himself out to bring the caution out. You know, I'm going to say everybody we, in the garage has probably done that at some okay, point. Okay, exactly. So I was we know Junior's done it. I was Gary getting into this. He was just this, dumb so enough to admit, admit it. Admit it, yeah. <laughs> so, one is, is that a legit move to make? Uh, and it's funny if, you if ask that's, that, If man. that's what happens. It's if funny that's you what ask happened. me that because I thought today, I'm thinking about what I'm going to ask you. I'm, that was my question for you. Like, if Gas okay. Man's driving the 22 car and that happens. I can tell you right now you, what I would do. Spin I would, yourself out I, in a freaking heartbeat. Absolutely, I would have too, man. So I can't fault them, right? If you can do it without causing further damage to your car, and it's going to benefit you, especially when it's coming this close to the championship, mm-hmm. you're going to do it. Yeah, I don't care who you are, you're going to freaking do it. Right, and I see these situations becoming more frequent. Like the more, you know, pressure in the situation to advance to that next round. I feel like I could see this happening more often. No, oh, I yeah, a- absolutely. If you don't have a lot of cars on the lap, lead lap, and you can safely but cautiously spin yourself out and benefit from that get by coming down of, and getting get, new tires. Yeah, exactly. I think eight cars on a lead lap and you're going to not lose a lap. Yeah, I mean, so you're going to restart <clears throat> eighth with, with brand new tires. New tires? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's all a strategy based, right? Mm hmm. So you know what? If he did it, good for him. So if the he penalty, the penalty is if it is found out that it was purposeful, sure. it's a one lap penalty. So even if he did get caught and they penalized him for it, which I don't know how they would prove that, but 
you know, let's say he said something over the radio. I mean, he legitimately then, had a damaged car. Then he would so. have went two laps down, you know, changing the tires under a green flag condition, you know. So even if he took the penalty, it would only be a one lap. I think he still would have came out ahead. But ultimately, he did what he had to do, and we didn't disagree. We would have, we would have done the same thing in the situation as well. I am pretty sure I've done it many times on video games. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Is that why you suck so bad? Oh, no, I just suck because I can't drive. <laughs> I can drive a real car. I just can't drive with my fingers. <laughs> well, my get a steering wheel, first off. You have a well, steering wheel. Well, I have a steering wheel. So yeah, let's the, not talk about iRacing. Why are you talking about fingers then? Well, because you know, I'm thinking like all the times I've... Because I don't do it really so much in iRacing. I, haven't really, I mean, I've got a yearly subscription. I just renewed that I haven't played at all. You renewed it? <laughs> yeah. I don't even freaking use it, but yeah, I renewed it. Uh, I was talking about it auto renewed. No, I voluntarily renewed. Yeah, so I'm thinking back to like the old PlayStation days, Xbox days, stuff like that. Is, is what I'm referring to. Mm. Yeah, true. Not true. so much iRacing. racing. But you don't even you, have a console anymore. So, I you're right. I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not talking about like modern times. I have uh, spun okay. myself out in at least the last six months. But I'm talking about now. Like, I know your you strategy know. when we play split screen. <laughs> All those times I thought you were just terrible. Uh, well, last time me and you played, I don't remember what track we were at, but I was doing pretty damn good. It may have been Phoenix. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> it was like the one time I could actually compete with you. And maybe even, maybe Bristol. I, I may even beat you. I can't remember. It might have been Bristol. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, moving on from the Logano-Hamlin thing for now. We'll for revisit na- yeah, sure, that. Let's sure. progress to the next incident in that race. So, that was the Bush and Almirola contact. So, Almirola claims Bush did the same thing to him in the spring race, and this was just payback. Nonetheless, they both spun out. Yeah, so and spotter, Almirola got the short end of the stick. Yeah, the spotter for the 10 is like, hit him if you have to. And then yeah. he Fs himself. Yeah, he got the worst deal out of that. Kyle didn't even hit anything that i'm aware of i mean he knocked off his left front fender but hell it's like made the car drive better yeah i mean it didn't really hurt him right i mean he wasn't i mean he wasn't having a horrible day but he wasn't having the best day he wasn't competing for a lead or for the win right so you know almirola comes out and says you know i'm gonna make the next three weeks hell for him is he really gonna do it Uh, i don't think so and I, the reason why I say that, I think Stewart will set him down and say, dude, don't be a dumbass. Don't put our team in a position to be hurt by I think a lot of people will. He would probably gain some fans. Oh, he would it. definitely gain. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just thinking Stewart would probably tell him, don't screw up Harvick's chances. For I'd probably being. go buy a pack of Smithfield bacon right now if, if <laughs> it happened. Hey, yearly supply yeah. if you went out and wrecked Kyle Busch the next two races. <laughs> If if he guaranteed Kyle will not get into the championship round, I will buy your supply of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you probably get a couple fans from that. Um, but no, I agree. Like, you know, heat of the moment, you're gonna say those things, especially when a, a camera's stuffed in your face. But I don't see it happening. Really? Because when a camera's stuck in Kyle Bush's face, he doesn't say a whole lot. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Also, if you have but a if tape he does recorder say or an electri- electronic yeah. recorder, he yeah. doesn't say it either. You know yeah. firsthand from that one. Yeah. And after the race, they were trying Cowboys. to talk to yeah, they're just, <laughs> they're trying to talk to him. And uh, 
Just, just it, exactly. It, I envisioned standing in front of him at Bristol, trying to get a word from him. It was basically, I mean, I'm not what wipe you. my ass with it. Just, just staring at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So typical Kyle Busch after the race. Yeah. Um. And we kind of talked about Carvick. Carvick. Kevin Harvick <laughs> didn't really impress, but again, stopped the bleeding, got out with a top ten finish. Yeah. Focus on Phoenix. We know he kills at Phoenix, and he's probably yeah, going to be competitive yeah. at Texas. So, um. That's the thing is I think Texas, I don't think any of the eight people left are out at Texas. No. I think um, all eight people left could are go very... Could go in there and win. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, Blaney, Larson, Yeah, Blaney's Chase. probably the worst one, and he's competitive at Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so now we'll talk about the elephant in the room, what happened after. Are you? Is that a fat joke? I would never make such a, <laughs> such okay. a comment like that. Uh, so they're talking to Martin Truex. Next thing you know, camera pans over, and you see just a bunch of FedEx and Pennzoil uniforms flying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I think someone even mentioned Hamlin's on the ground. I'm like, well, I'm trying to look. I'm like, where's he at? You know, trying to figure out who's who and what's what. And yeah. So, you know, obviously you've probably seen the clips by now. If you haven't, you're living under a rock. But... Um, Joey and Denny have a conversation. Yep. They end the conversation with Logano kind of shove punching him yeah, in the shoulder, whatever you Denny want to call Hamlin, it, and yeah. quickly walking off. And then by the time Hamlin realizes, I think this dude just like push, shove, yeah. punched me and goes to like confront him about it. Everybody gets kind of in on it. And next thing you know, some big ass dude just yeah. comes slams. up from behind Hamlin like, we call that a horse collar tackle in football. Yeah, he grabs him by like behind like the back of the fire suit by the just neck and yanks him down, him man. And like he hit the pavement at a pretty awkward angle. I feel like like what if he broke his arm or something, his shoulder, yeah. and three races to go, and you're a championship favorite. Like I know that didn't happen, but can you imagine if something like that <laughs> happened? What would the fallout be? That dude would be ejected like suspended i think indefinitely don't you think oh absolutely whenever you have such an impact on a potential championship outcome in that case i, I would they would have to if that would happened because this has never happened and i like to speculate if that happened would they have any repercussions for anybody other than the individual that did that like do you think they would penalize logano's team or have logano set out no or? no i don't think so because the driver is the representative. The crew chief is the representative of the team. Mm -hmm. The owner is the representative of the team. Mm -hmm. All the other crew guys are part of the team, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think if you're one that representatives, one that really is the face of the team, if you're the one causing the problems, I think that could be that could happen. Yeah. But if you're one of the subsidiaries, then I don't. I don't think. I think they'll penalize you personally. I don't think they'll penalize the team. My thing there is. You know, we all know boys have at it, and they've kind of let the garage patrol itself to a degree, right? Sure. They try not to step in in those situations. But if somebody physically got hurt, somebody physically got their arm broke, or Hamlin broke his wrist, or someone got a nose broken. Watch this short track racing. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's NASCAR do to step in in that situation? I mean, when you, you've got physical violence, but when it lands in a like physical you know injury 
I, I think they would leave it up to the individual they get hurt if they're going to take legal recourse, like pressing charges for assault. I don't think we've ever seen that. We we haven't. Hopefully we don't. I mean, I like the whole shoving and maybe a punch here and there, but actually I get to a point where someone actually gets hurt. No. Mm-hmm. I get punched in the face. It's going to hurt, but not like hurt. But I bring that up because, I mean, this is the second consecutive week that we've seen people come to blows, and I ultimately think it could result in that. I mean, why wouldn't it result in that? I think we just kind of have been fortunate enough with Gordon Keslowski, Custer Reddick, you know, God knows Kinses. how many other ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, that nobody's had that. I mean, we've seen blood drawn, right? But not physical ailments to the point where it's prevented anybody from getting in a car or performing pit stops, etc. So, I don't know, just some food for thought. Yeah, and I mean, I see where you're going with that. Uh, hopefully, it'll never happen. I don't. I don't think anything like drastic penalty wise will ever happen unless. Man, remember when Ken, remember when Matt Kenseth went after Keselowski in between Texas like the Hollers? Or what a, yeah, it was, it was Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, yeah, it was a nighttime race. I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, physical altercations always been a part of the sport, but I feel like so since the playoffs, oh, it's we've an, got intensified. at least a few years. Yeah, like, absolutely. So this year alone, you know, it was was it Suarez McDowell started the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like Suarez threw uh threw him yeah. yeah, threw him down. Um and then we Might had the Vegas, I think maybe. It was in early part of the season. Yeah. Um I think it was and Vegas. then it was uh Newman Boyer <laughs> and Boyer went rock and sock and robot on Newman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh what else we had? We had the whole Cole Custer issue, this one with Denny and Joey. Uh, I know I'm missing something somewhere. There's more action there I'm missing. But yeah. this year's been a decent amount of action. It's yeah. been good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, they came out, was it yesterday, I think, Tuesday, and they did announce that that crew member for Joey Logano has been suspended for one race. Yeah, I think they had to to set a point to the crew members don't get involved or don't go to – it's one thing getting involved where you're standing between trying to push your people away. Yeah. It's a whole different thing to come and body slam someone. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of called that from the beginning. I mean, I'm sure we all That's did. That's a bit excessive. That's yeah. extremely excessive. Yeah. Um, I do have to laugh. I did laugh, and I have to give some props to Hamlin, though, though in that post interview. <laughs> oh, man. He that made was a lot hilarious. of fans that day because there's a lot of people who don't like Hamlin, but they don't like Joey either. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of helped them cross the fence on which way they had to lean yeah. if they had to pick one. Yeah. So, for the ones who don't know what we're talking about, they're interviewing Denny. And he's like, I'm sure Joey would just say it's just short track racing. He kind of gave this little chuckle face, like, <laughs> making fun of Joey, <laughs> Joey Logano. Uh, and he did a very good impression. Yeah, it was spot on. Yeah, it was spot on. Yeah, you could just hear the cheers erupt from the stands, too. That was that was great. All right. Um, any other takeaways? Um, I've got my Jeff Gluck poll here. Got any other takeaways? So, I pull that no, up? just overall, it was a... The, what happened after the race was more exciting than what happened during the race. I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I do agree with that. So and that, that includes not just Joey and Denny. It also includes the kind of the Eric and Kyle thing, too. So that was the, the fireworks between all those guys, kind of what made the race. The racing product itself was not that great. Right. My guess, and I haven't seen the Jeff Gluck poll, but my guess is maybe a 50-50 split. 
close. 56% said it was a good race, uh, which is actually the lowest Martinsville race that's been polled since Gluck started his survey. Um, so that puts him, puts him basically eighth. There's a tie for sixth and a tie for second. But the number one, yes, voted Martinsville race was 2017 fall, 93%. Remember that? 2017. So at w- the chase in Denny one, was yep. that 2017? Yep. Okay, I see. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So I remember Chase was then, still in the 24 car. Yep, and then after they had their debacle, there was a huge crash coming across the finish line with like 20 cars involved, if you remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah. I just remember the Denny Chase thing. So it basically turned the front stretch into a giant parking lot, but... Um, all right, so we'll move on. We'll come back to Cup News a little later, but we'll move on to, uh, well, there isn't really much Xfinity news. It was an off weekend for yeah. them, but they'll be back in action this weekend at um, Texas. Texas with everybody else. Uh, and yeah. trucks were in action this weekend, however, so had some championship movement there, kind of. Um, yeah. So trucks were at Martinsville as well. Yeah. A little bit of excitement yeah. there. Did you watch the race? I, I did not. I did not, but I did see the uh, the replay of the ending. <laughs> well, first off, hold on. Before we get to that, okay. I was watching it live okay. and went to overtime, green, white, checkered, and freaking FS1, the feed went blank. I seen everybody talking about so that on Twitter. So nobody yeah. could see it live unless you're at the effing track. So <laughs> you have no idea. You had yeah. audio, so they were calling it, you yeah. know, but you couldn't see anything. And then they came back and showed it later, but I don't know what the hell happened there, but that was a giant F up on Fox Sports. Yeah. I mean, people were ripping them apart on Twitter, Yeah, keyboard warriors. But um, nonetheless, Todd Gillen came away with the win. His first win. His first win in like 46 starts. Yeah. Um, and he had some yeah. choice words on the radio as he's taking yeah. the cool-down lap. So something along the lines of tell Kyle Busch to keep his ass in the motorhome. Yeah, keep his fucking ass in the, in the, in the motorhome, yeah. So, so Lugs, what does that stem from? Why would he say something like that? Well, as we've discussed previously, um, Kyle's been very vocal about how him and Harrison have not performed in the quote-unquote top equipment in the truck series, and there's no reason that they shouldn't have been winning races. So I will agree or disagree with that statement. Um, you know, it is true. They haven't been producing wins, and this is the first race for Todd, so I think it was just in reaction to that. I also am curious, you know, what's in store for 2020 with Todd so whatever was in the store for 2020 for Todd has either been confirmed going forward that he won't be with the team or now will not be. I mean, I don't, I don't think Kyle Busch will stay with him. I don't think that he would have said that if he was re-signed for next year. I agree. So I, I think I, he knows I he's think, not going to be yeah, back Yeah, I think there there's a couple year. things to read into that. One is there's absolute disrespect between the owner and, and the team, and that goes both directions. You know, Kyle making the comments that he did, not respecting his drivers. His drivers don't respect him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge... Concern. I, yeah. When you think of an organization, a corporation, per se, if if there's such a lack of respect going from top to bottom, bottom to top, it, it crumbles. Yeah. It's not going to produce results. Yeah. So, I mean, if he stays, if it stays a top team, I will be shocked... 
unless there's changes made, like different drivers and it presents a different atmosphere, but it's this current atmosphere, and maybe that's part of the struggle Kyle's having in Cup, and maybe that that I know they're completely not related between Cup and Trucks, but mm-hmm. in a way, it's still going to potentially impact Kyle. So maybe there's more going on behind the scenes that maybe he's personal struggles, yeah, that, company that's struggles, causing him issues on the cup side i don't know i'm just saying that 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 it could be an influence there yeah yeah i mean who knows um i still understand why kyle can't get a win in top equipment (laughs) yeah (laughs) ultimately um you know so with todd winning he was not champ uh, a championship eligible so uh it remains by points so brett moffat is leading with freeson uh, chastain and hill your top four crafton and tyler ankrum outside of the top four um, for that championship battle. So interesting to see kind of what develops next uh, in the truck series world. Truck series been a pretty exciting series this year. Actually, I think all three series have have stepped up their game this year. I've really enjoyed Xfinity this year. Yeah. I'm kind of sad to see 2019 go because I don't think 2020 will be as exciting. I hope it is, but I don't think 2020 will be as exciting in Xfinity without the big three, quote-unquote, battling. I, I sure. really enjoyed that. Sure. Um, all right, so that is pretty much it for covering the three series. We'll get into some news. Yeah, let's do some news, man. News, news, news. Um, so I guess first and foremost, we heard some news from Matt Tift. Yeah, uh, Sunday Very was it news. Sunday that we heard? Yeah. Um, uh, know, it was um, or Saturday because so it was practice. Apparently, Matt Tift had a seizure in the in his motorhome or in the hauler, one of the two. Uh, diagnosed with a seizure, took him in for some testing and scans, and found that his tumor has not, you know, reemerged. But nonetheless, he was not cleared to race, and he will f- uh, forfeit. I shouldn't say forfeit, but sit out the rest of the year. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. So I have some experience uh, with people having seizures. So I was a friend of mine worked for me, um, and he was epileptic. Mm -hmm. Um, He would occasionally have seizures. When he had a seizure, he was not, by state law, he was not allowed to drive for an X amount of time. Yeah. So I think it may be up to like a six-month period. Mm-hmm. That he's not allowed to drive because they don't want anybody driving. A lot a seizure, of companies right? have similar sure. policy where if you're around heavy machinery or operating any sort of machinery, sure. ninety to one hundred eighty Be- days because yeah. of the risk. Yeah, yeah. So my question to you, Lugs, I don't know the answer to this. It's just something I was thinking about. When do we get back to cup racing? When February? Okay. Will he be cleared to race by then? If I think not. So. I, I, I would, unless he has another another seizure. Yeah, that's the thing. I think he will be, but this definitely clouds that a little bit. So the question is, we still don't know who's going to take that teammate position over. We're assuming it's going to be probably Daniel Hemrick. We don't know that for sure yet. But what if what, what? It's John Hunter Nemechek. You mean for the rest of this year or next no, year? No, I'm talking about for the, the 38 car. Yeah. So 38 car, we don't know who's driving it next year. We know we, John Hunter Nemechek is going to step it, in for the rest of this year. For the rest of this but, year, but yeah, yes, yeah. Next yes. year, could so, it could it be John Hunter? I wonder. Yeah, I'm, it could be, and there is rumors that maybe John Hunter in the thirty-eight instead of Daniel, Daniel Hemmerich. But regardless, if Matt Tiff's not ready to go, what do they do with that team next year? Do they have another fill-in driver? Do they park that team? No, they got to find another driver. 
Okay. Definitely got to find another driver. So who? Well, I, I, I think you. Yeah. I think we already said the two names that would be front runners. I don't yeah. see Cole Custer stepping into it. So I, I, reason I'm, another reason why I'm also asking this is there was a particular Facebook message today that was set off some alarm bells, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you. I don't know if you you sent back an emoji. So yeah. I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So kind of kind of in relation to all this. So John Hunter Niemann drives a Watt right now. Chevy. Chevrolet. Chevy in the Xfinity series. Mm-hmm. So that car is a Ford Bird. in the Cup series. So both Chevrolet and Ford both had to agree to terms to allow this to happen. Correct. So someone is someone throughout there, and I'll get to that someone in a second. Throughout there. Something to think about is why isn't Cole Custer, who's a Ford driver, taking over that Ford seat to fill in? Mm-hmm. V- valid question. And what really made me spark the, like, made me scratch my head on it even more was who messaged that. And that was CorvetteParts.net. For the ones who don't know, CorvetteParts.net is a, so there's Keen Parts, CorvetteParts.net. It's all part of the Keen family. And Corey LaJoy's team, Go Fast Racing, is partially owned by that. Mm-hmm. So the Keen parts, you always see it on. You always see Miss Keen on Twitter, you know, wearing her Scooby-Doo outfit from this past week and all that stuff. So that account is one that made that comment. Well, the reason why it's interesting because there was rumors for a while that Cole Custer could possibly be going to that team due to a Stuart Haas alliance. Uh, I mean, maybe next year, I guess, is potential, obviously, because they've already said John Hunter is going to be in it for the rest of this year. But with Custer fighting for a championship in the middle of the Xfinity Series right now, I, I agree. It's not a wise decision to put him in the car, the 38 car right now. You don't want to mess with a good thing, right? Two different cars, two different packages, rules package, engine packages. They're going to move him, move him next year, but I just... I feel like they really waiting to put him in a Stuart Haas car, like actual Stuart Haas, not a not a subsidiary or an affiliation or true. And I, I don't actually disagree with that. But what would, did you take out that CorvetteParts.net post? I don't. I unfortunately my phone died, so I don't have I don't the exact know. wording. Stern shit. I don't know. I mean, I, what do you think? I'm reading it as in I think there's still a door open for the Go Fast Stuart Haas Alliance next year. Oh, I mean, I definitely think that will happen, but I just don't know if I see Cole in it next year. Yeah, I think the I think the alliance is all but been set because many people have said that they're going to offload some of Stuart Haas's cars. Sure, because this is the last year before the 2021 car is produced, and they have extra cars in the stable. So I, I guess I guess I'm just wouldn't be shocked if it was announced Cole Custer's going to that car. Or Cole's going into the forty one and Suarez is going to that car. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's all we can do is wait and see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just very interesting. But anyway, okay, so I maybe I read into that that message a little bit too much, that Facebook message. It just I thought that was interesting. You're all about the conspiracy yeah, theorists there, yeah, guess exactly. Man. Um, okay. Well, um, other news this week, Pocono released information about their double header in 2020. Did you see that? 
What? I'm pretty excited for that, man. That's it's like a double double header. It's not really just a double header. It's like a double double header because you got truck and cup on Saturday, and then you got Xfinity and cup on Sunday. So you get four races, dude, in like 24 hours. That's gonna be awesome. That so clear my calendar. I was gonna say, uh, are we heading to Pocono next year? I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pull up the specific information on it but they're going to invert the finishers in the cup race on saturday the way you finish you're inverted on sunday as long as you're on the lead lap you're being inverted you got to use the same engine and everything same car unless you wreck you can go to your backup but you'll forfeit your starting sure. spot and start in the sure. rear and it's definitely going to be a stamina you know on that car mm-hmm I'm very I'm very intrigued to see how many engine failures. Cause man, yeah, remember back in the day when Pocono was so tough on engines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you know this double duty is we're going to start to see a bunch of engine failures on Sunday. So if you are a lap lap car though, you don't get part of the inversion. You start after you know the cars sure. that are are a lap down after the inversion. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think the engine tuners. I think they'll be playing it safe. I don't think they're going to be doing anything. You don't too think they'll be crazy. hitting the rev limiter too much on Saturday just to help keep it for Sunday? Yeah, I think they'll play it conservative. I mean, you have yeah. to, right? If you want maximum points on both days, I don't it's, it's going to be so interesting. Such a neat concept. Weird concept, I should say, maybe. Yeah, um, and actually. There's an Arca race on Thursday, so you got if you go Thursday, down there, you Friday, got Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. You got you know races. Well, there's not technically a race Friday. Lots of practice, but I thought there um, was, they're doing trucks on Friday. They're not truck practice, but the truck race is actually Saturday. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So you've actually got the truck race and the Cup race back to back Saturday, and then on Sunday you got the Xfinity and then the, cup. the other Cup back to back. So hopefully, hope and pray for good weather. Because that would suck if all oh, they got pushed true. back. So let's let's talk about that. They get pushed back. What do they do? Running on Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, or all day Monday? I don't know, man. Ah, what well, they run a six hundred and seventy-five lapper on Sunday or on Monday? I don't know, because the the Saturday race is three hundred and twenty-five miles, right. one hundred thirty laps, and the Sunday is another additional twenty-five lap, uh, twenty-five miles, three hundred fifty miles, one hundred forty yeah. laps. So that'd be six hundred seventy-five miles. Yeah, if they did. You're it all going long. longer than the Coke six hundred, essentially. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I don't. I feel like you'd have to do it over two days. You'd have to go to Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I'm but just. Then, I'm just curious about the contingency plan. What's the next issues. race? And if you're leaving Pocono Mountains on a Tuesday and you got to be, I don't know is where that, maybe next. Is, That's, is that when they start the uh, the um, Olympic break, maybe? I mean, it might be. And then it's not such a big deal. I don't know. You can talk about the next news piece, and I'll look up okay. the schedule and see what's next. Uh, so Stewart, uh, Tony Stewart drove a Ford NASCAR stock car, but it was at the COTA, the Circuits of the Americas track down in Texas. Mm. And there's a lot of rumors, speculations about NASCAR trying to get a date at the Circuit to, of the Americas track. Yeah. So it's a really big, a fancy track. Um, I'm not much into it, obviously. You're not. You know how I am about road courses, but anyway, so something to keep an eye out there. Um, also, the number three car 
Austin Dillon, his crew chief, is resigning or getting kicked to the curb at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really shocking seeing the result they've had this year. And there was rumors announced today where Bob Levine was on a podcast, unfortunately not this one, where he made the comment that he's still trying to expand to a two-car team next year. Hmm. So, Interesting. Reason That's why it's awful late in the season to still be putting that together. Well, I mean, you, you already have one car. I mean, it's really not going to take a whole lot to add another car. You can add a driver at the last minute if you need to. <laughs> so, the interesting aspect is right now is that we ha- we're having a hard time to feel the full field. Mm-hmm. So, we're, a lot of times we're at 37, 38 of the 40 cars. Maybe he's going to provide, he's going to work together <laughs> on the money team, man. So, that's, that's where I'm going with these slugs. <laughs> So you have Levine who wants to add another car. There's rumors out there that Starcom's going to add another car. That's that's mm. another rumor I heard today. So Starcom, so Levine's Levine's trying to go to two car team. Start the Starcom team is starting to, is trying to go to a two car team, and then at one race this season, the Homestead race, we're having a new team show up, and it's the Money Team, owned by Floyd Mayweather. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. You don't think so? I don't think. No, dude. Like, we're just now hearing about this. They have to be so far along in putting all that crap together. If they're just now announcing it, I... I you really think they can I mean, do it? It could have been in a works for a long time. It's just nobody talked about it. I mean, that's... I mean, possibly. But even if that's the case, you know how much work it takes to put something like this into motion. Like, I just don't see it happening in three weeks. So I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I'm just thinking it's an interesting aspect that these teams are talking about expanding. Could we start seeing where there's cars going home every weekend again? No. <laughs> you so you don't think we're at that point? No, unfortunately. I hope we get. Uh, I mean, I don't want people to go home, but like it's interesting. I'd like to see the field go back drama. to 43 cars. Yeah, yeah but, I would love but, that. But uh. Yeah, I mean, any team that has to go home, obviously, that's that's not helping them in the pocketbook. But, no, I don't think we'll get back to that, unfortunately, unless we get back to – we get a fourth manufacturer back in the back in the fold. Um, talk about new teams. Our Motorsports announced today that they'll be doing an Xfinity Series program. They're an ARCA K&N team. They're going to be doing an Xfinity Series team next year with Andy Seuss. That's pretty cool. Yeah, doing uh, using G, uh, GMS cars. Oh. Well, we always know, we know that they eventually want to get in the cup. They've made that apparent. GMS, yeah, yes. So, could it be a stepping stone? Maybe it's a money team involvement. I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, so going back to our question on the doubleheader at Pocono, the fu- the very next race is the next weekend. It's at Indy, the Brickyard. 400. Oh yeah, why did I think about that? Duh. July, Fourth of July, Sunday, week? July fifth. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they, from there they go to Kentucky, New Hampshire, uh, and then you have the break after New Hampshire before we go to Michigan. So basically July 19th to August 9th, we're going to have a big gap. Yeah. That's going to be interesting too. We're all going to be like at the edge of our seats waiting for the season to start back up. Yeah. Like a crack addict wanting the next fix. Chasing (laughs) the dragon, man. Chasing the dragon. Uh, so there's also some news announced today that Oscar Meyer is going to come back for a couple of races on the number six car. They didn't say how many races, but they did renew for at least two more years. 
That's cool to see a sponsor come back. Yeah, absolutely. Or re-sign, I should say. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? GMS announced that in their truck series team that's going to be Sheldon Creed and Brett Moffat next year. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, that was one thing I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about truck series. Moffat <laughs> re-signing for, Xfinity, or for truck series. Is he ever going to step up to Xfinity, man? Maybe he's going to be a career truck guy. I don't, just, I don't know. Just be a Ron Ron Horner day. I was thinking Jay Sauter or Johnny Sauter. Jack I mean. Sprague. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I think those guys dabbled a few starts sure. in Bush, sure. but I mean, they never really took the plunge. And I mean, yeah, Ron, yeah, Jack Sprague and Ron Horner both run Cup a little bit, but again, it never it was really dabbling. Yeah. Yeah, they never really set full, a foothold. Not a full committal dropped, or yeah. full sign on. Hmm. I mean, this is going to be what Moffitt's third year, fourth third year, third or fourth, and we're talking about. Front they, runner, they, yeah, they talented, top, yeah. So why, you know, unless there's just not enough seats in Xfinity, but why couldn't you pluck him out and put him in RCR, the two car? You know. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I agree. I don't know. I he's in a I Chevy was now. Kind of surprised by hearing it that it's already been announced. I mean, if you're RCR, if you're Richard Childress, <coughs> why wouldn't you consider Brett Moffitt for the two car? I mean, we're maybe, still waiting on an announcement maybe there. Maybe GMS is looking to potentially add a, another car in Xfinity Series in the next season or two, and then they're going to try to move him up or move him straight in the cup maybe if they start a GMS team. No, Maybe we can get Brett on the show. We can ask him. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What other news? I, Did you see Suarez this weekend? He's got a T-Mobile Walmart family Oh, yeah. Car. It's all blue. Yeah, the Walmart family looks like uh, a throwback that Clint Boyer ran at Darlington. It's like all... The same color? Yeah, it's very yeah. similar. Yeah. But it, nonetheless, cool to see, I guess, T-Mobile and Walmart on a car. Yeah. You haven't seen a whole lot of... Wal- Walmart's always been involved with the <laughs> sport, but don't see it on cars too much so yeah that's yep. cool to see. Awesome. i did see that uh they announced who the hosts were going to be for the nascar banquet oh yeah who's rutledge that? wood and the co-host is going to be cassidy pope i have no idea who that is but i did look her up she's a country music singer who won season three of the voice oh okay did you yeah. get our nashville tickets yet <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So for the ones, uh, for the fans that are still listening to our show. Um, well, why wouldn't they? Well, exactly. Uh, it's been a long episode. At least it feels like a long episode because <laughs> what people do not know or see is the technical difficulties that you and I had tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that literally extended our usual podcast by at least three hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, just for you folks to know, um, I'll go ahead and drop it in the news section. I drop guess. it on me. That uh, Logs and I will both be having life situations coming up soon that involves both of us, unrelated, being out of the country. Um, so it will, I guess, our schedule is going to be a little different. We'll still be pre- bringing news pre- podcasts to you, but yeah, Homestead. But but yeah, you have to bear with this because we're gonna get off cycle from our normal Wednesdays. We're gonna have a Friday episode in there. We're gonna have a Monday episode. So bear with us as we get towards the end of the season. We're gonna be doing a little shuffling on the dates, but nonetheless, uh, thanks for yep. listening to us. Yep. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I'll be in Italy for a month. I'm gonna enjoy myself. I'm gonna be in Mexico. Yeah. He. Well, for the ones who don't know, Lugs is a drug runner. <laughs> yeah. 
He works for the cartel. Yes. He's I'm a participating El- in a sober October, he, he is but I'm a drug smuggler. El, yeah, El Chapo's uh, right-hand man. El Chapo, not Chapo. Whatever. El Chapo. I think he runs a car shop. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Man, I want to go back. I meant to ask this earlier. When Do you see Byron getting a win by the end of the year? I was go- I would say no normally, but man, he's been so competitive recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I was really hoping he's going to find some way to pull it off at, at Martinsville. I see a lot of the Chase Elliott syndrome. Chase didn't win for his first two years, and then, you know, year three, boom, just knocks it out of the park, gets three wins, you know, and then next year, this year, another three wins. So I think 2020 is going to be his season, but how much longer is Canals going to stay signed on? You know, that's my question. Yeah, I don't that's a good it's a good question. I don't I mean I don't obviously have an answer for that. I don't see Chad staying on more than two to three years though more. I mean he's got a family now, he's getting older. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna hit a point where he'll want to spend more time in the field, kinda like a Steve Letart. Yeah. Yeah. I you see so you could see him getting in the booth at some point. Yeah, I I mean he already does T V stuff with the mm-hmm. um was it right not radioactive, but uh Yeah. Yeah, race hub race or whatever. Hub, yeah, yeah. So here he does that TV stuff. And I think he likes it. So I think you you start to see someone like a Larry McReynolds retire or somebody like that. I can see him stepping in and doing that whole crew chief role, mm-hmm. uh, talking about from his perspective. Because let's let's face it, like Canals or hate Canals, the dude's been a legend in our sport. Mm, oh yeah. Absolutely. So you know you seen how valuable Ray Everham was when he got into the booth, and then a Larry Mack. So the next. Steve Letard's not quite been the same as like Larry Mack for it comes to knowledge, um, but I think someone like Canals, just how legendary he's been in the sport, I think will bring a lot to the table. So I think he knows that. I think that's going to be his thing in the next couple seasons. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't disagree with that. And I wouldn't be mad at that either if it did come to fruition. Um, there's a quick stat before we move on to our fantasy picks and points that I wanted to bring up last week and I totally forgot about it. So I'm going to bring it up this week. But before Martinsville, Joe Gibbs uh, had 16, has 16 wins this season. The most for an organization was previously held by, or is technically still held by, Hendrick Motorsports. They had 18 wins in 2007. Uh, after Truex won at Martinsville, that brings Joe Gibbs up to 17. So within one of tying Hendrick's current. Yeah. We got three races to go. Will they surpass 18? I think they'll tie it, but will they surpass it? Oh, man, it's a good question. I so think basically I, they win two of the next three. Yeah, so I definitely to be, think, to they'll break t- the I think they'll tie it. I think they'll tie it this next weekend at Texas. Um, then we got, what, Phoenix and Homestead. I don't see them winning Homestead. What? I don't see I don't see Joe Gibbs winning Homestead. <laughs> oh my God! I'm not saying they really? won't win the championship. I'm saying I don't see them winning the race. Wow! You know, like the last four years, the winner of the championship won that race, right? You I don't have to win that race. You don't have to. You pretty much have to. <laughs> no. Oh I, man! They're gonna tie it. They're not gonna beat it. There, I said it because they're not winning Phoenix. They're not winning Homestead. Okay, and I, I need I, to put this and, in my and computer. And again, I didn't necessarily say they were going to win the championship because I still have Harvick down as my championship winner. Okay. So I honestly think Harvick can win Phoenix and Homestead. 
just need to log this. Okay, fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, any more news or anything else you want to bring up before no. we move on? No, let's, let's move on. All right. People are tired of hearing from us. Jump in the p- you think they are, but it's just because we've I'm been... just tired of hearing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, points this week uh, from Martinsville. Trex was our winner. Mr. Gasman, uh, you su- successfully selected the winner this weekend. You yeah. had Truex and Logano. You scored 102 points. Dang. Which was not the most. You mother- who? <laughs> we'll get there. I know, right? Uh, I failed and th- um, fell on my face. I had Chase and Hamlin. Chase, you burned me. Uh, I scored 49 points this week. Uh, Jeff Stainhook had Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin bringing home 74 points. Uh, Joseph Adams had Truex and Hamlin, so picking our winner there, um, bringing home 105 points. Joseph Adams? Yes, sir. Joseph, I hate you. (laughs) Uh, John Elliott had Chase and Keselowski bringing home 39 points. And Daniel Cameron had Kyle Busch and Keselowski bringing home 64 points. Hold on, go back. Say, John Elliott had who, and how many points did he get? John Elliott had Chase and Kozlowski, 39 points. Ouch. Okay, go on. <laughs> I just wanna... All right. Um, and Eddie Greer had Chase Elliott and Clint Boyer earning 13 points. Oh, Eddie. Eddie just climbed oh, out of the hole. man. Yeah. Chase and Clint sent him crawling back into oh, it. Oh, man. So... Uh, and Jessica had her usual two picks of Harvick and Kyle Busch, bringing home 59 points. So, updated points this week. Jessica Mueller does retain her lead, uh, 2,301 points. Uh, Jeff Stainhook is second, 2,275 points. So, gaining, he's still gaining, gained uh, about 15 points this week on Jessica Mueller. So, uh, 2275 for Jeff Stainhook. You're about 26 points back from Jessica there, bud, before you get the lead. Uh, Joseph Adams to third, 2273. Uh, Gasman. Ooh, that's close. Yeah, two point difference yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Gasman, you stepped up to fourth this week with your big point tally, uh, 2253 for you. Uh, Daniel Cameron slips a spot to fifth with 2225. Uh, I'm still riding in sixth with 2,119. Hold on. What would you have, 2,000? 2,119. Okay. Uh, John Elliott is seventh with 1,995. And Eddie slipped back to eighth with, uh, unfortunately, uh, Elliott and Boyer not running so well this week with 1,974. So there you have it. Those are the current points. Okay, I will have those up on our. Well, one of us will have it up on there. My phone's dead, so I can't take it. Yeah, I'll post it here so. while we're uploading it. Um, okay. Also, since you have scored over 100 points, I'm making first pick this week. <laughs> okay. I'm going Hamlin and Harvick, baby. You. Okay. <laughs> Who are you going with? I noticed you didn't put them on the notes. I this did because I, so. I just, I literally just wrote these down like two minutes ago. Really? Yeah, I had Hamlin and, Hamlin and Truex. So I will keep Truex, I will mark Hamlin off, and I will add in Logano. I'll go with the same picks I had from from Martinsville. Okay. Truex and Logano. Yeah. Okay. And I got Mr. Harvick and Mr. Hamlin. 
All right, folks. Well, there you have it. There's our your points and our fantasy picks for Texas. Send us yours so we can get them logged in here. And yeah, send us good episode. And rankingracing at gmail.com. Send us email. Send us an email. Say what's up. Tell and us maybe you story. can get a koozie. Yeah. Tell tell, us, yeah. Tell us a funny story. Tell us uh, what the weather's like in your neck of the woods. I mean, tell us uh, like a time you sharded yourself. Or- <laughs> You know, we, we anything. Actually, just, I don't care what it is. Just keep us entertained. Yeah, we've. It could be a completely made up story. I don't. We've care. got some maintained and developed some pretty good relationships with some of our listeners, and I've oh, learned. Yeah. I've learned a yeah. lot about you guys. And yes, and keep pretty, it coming. We love cool. it. Yeah, we it's love pretty it. cool. We we read everything you send us. So so let's talk about that real quick, lugs. I'm you know we'll continue on here just momentarily. Uh, so for our fans that do interact with us, uh, we do everything we can to respond i think we do 100 percent response rate i think uh but what i want to get to is that we actually have fans that we had developed these relationships with essentially via email that have shared funny stories with us personal, personal stories struggles. with us yeah yeah struggles like life events we've had numerous and this is actually where doing this podcast makes us feel good lux We've had numerous fans reach out to us and say, hey, I was actually kind of out of the NASCAR world for a while, but listening to your podcast really got me excited mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and listening again or yeah. watching again. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think I would be as excited to do this podcast each week if it wasn't for yeah, the yeah. And interaction how many, that we have. How many times is it that we're like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? And then we get an email like that and said, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd be interested to know what are your hobbies outside of NASCAR? Yeah. Send us yeah. an email. Let Ask, us know. What yeah. do you do when it, when there's not a race on? What do you do for fun? Wrecking and racing at gmail.com. And folks, just remember, we're an entertainment podcast. We're not here to give you like sports books run down the, yep. like you know like yeah. these picks are all for shits and giggles and not, we don't mean to shit on your drivers we shit on no all we're we love having point, the the camaraderie the fun you yeah. know the poking the fun like joseph adams you suck you know <laughs> just just stuff like that and in joe joseph is listening to this right now saying i don't suck but he <laughs> he knows i'm joking with him because we've built that relationship hell we got alex bowman to say hi to him yeah yeah. He's forever in our debt. <laughs> so we can we should be able to run him down as much as we want and and he will forever know that we care about him. It's true. So and I, I use joke Joseph jokingly because he's one that talks to us frequently. Um you know, cool thing, Joseph was at Kansas, mm. has brother with him, met Mike Helton, uh has all kinds of great pictures. He met a lot of great people. His brother, the Daniel Hemrick's team took his little little brother in and like let him, let him be around the pit crew and just NASCAR is wonderful for the fans. So thanks for sharing that with us too. Anyway, folks, wreckingracing at gmail.com. Talk to us. What's up? And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.